You're listening to the On the Go with the VAO news podcast for the week ending October 23rd, 2015. Welcome to our weekly recap of the top headlines from this week's daily acquisition news. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Bill Olver, VAO content developer and senior news writer. Derek Hearn is on vacation. Our headlines this week, the General Services Administration has released the RFP for the 15-year $50 billion Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions portion of its Network Services 2020 telecommunications program. EIS will cover a range of services, including voice, video, and data transport, hosting and cloud services, call centers, and network and security equipment. Responses are due by January 15, 2016, and GSA expects to make an award late next year. GSA also released a formal draft request for information and a second draft RFP for its Alliant 2 unrestricted government-wide acquisition contract, and a second draft RFP for its Alliant 2 small business GWAC. Interested parties are invited to submit feedback. In addition, GSA is requesting input on improvements to the GWAC program and administration of the master contract, including in such areas as refreshing IT labor categories, transactional data reporting, implementation of an open season, and master contract and task order closeout. Responses are due by November 30th. Defense Procurement and Acquisition Policy Director Claire Grady has authorized a class deviation prohibiting the use of fiscal year 2016 funds to contract with any corporation that has unpaid federal tax liability for which all remedies have been exhausted and that is not being paid in a timely manner. Unless the agency has considered suspension or debarment and determined this action is not necessary to protect the interests of the government. Funds also are prohibited to anyone convicted of a felony criminal violation under federal law within the previous 24 months. Again, unless the agency has considered suspension or debarment and determined this is not necessary to protect the interests of the government. A provision provided with Grady's memorandum is to be included in all solicitations, including those for the acquisition of commercial items under FAR Part 12, that will use funds made available under the 2016 Continuing Appropriations Act and any other act that extends the same prohibitions to fiscal year 2016 funds. If a contracting officer receives an affirmative response to either representation in the provision regarding tax liabilities or convictions, he or she must consult with the agency debarring and suspending official. This deviation is effective immediately and will remain in effect until incorporated into the FAR or otherwise rescinded. The Department of Energy is offering an online strategic sourcing training course. The course will introduce employees to the use of strategic sourcing at the department, including roles and responsibilities, available contractual vehicles, and how to calculate strategic sourcing savings, and provide an overview of the energy-wide strategic sourcing program. Participants can access the course number SS060915 via DOE's online learning center through the employee self-service and will earn two continuous learning points upon completion. Acquisition-related personnel are encouraged to complete the course. DOE also recommends the Defense Acquisition University Strategic Sourcing Overview as a prerequisite to the course. In addition, OAM suggests five GSA courses that will assist with continuous learning and support achievement of DOE's goal to expand the use of strategic sourcing across the department. 
In regulatory activity this week, we had one proposed rule that would revise standard forms for contracts involving bonds and other financial protections to clarify liability limitations and expand the options for organization types. Specifically, the rule would add a box labeled Other to the type of organization block on the standard forms. This is being done to accommodate limited liability companies, which is an increasingly prevalent form of business in the construction industry. In some cases, LLCs have been told to leave the type of organization block blank because there is no good fit, and in other cases they have selected the closest fit and are challenged on that selection. Comments on this proposed rule must be submitted by December 21st to be considered in the formation of a final rule. The Department of Energy has published a final rule to amend the DOE acquisition regulation to add export control requirements applicable to the performance of DOE contracts. The rule adds new subparts establishing requirements for contractors concerning the export control of certain items, including, but not limited, to unclassified information, materials, technology, equipment, or software. This also adds new clauses to require DOE contractors to comply with applicable export control laws, regulations, and directives, and to obtain the relevant license approvals and documentation related to those laws, regulations, and directives. This final rule is effective November 23rd, and is applicable to solicitations issued on or after that date. And the Department of Defense has extended the comment period for one interim rule and one proposed rule. First, DOD extended the comment period for an interim rule, then amended the DFARS to require contractors and subcontractors to report cyber incidents that result in an actual or potentially adverse effect on a covered contractor information system or covered defense information residing therein or on the contractor's ability to provide operationally critical support. DOD has extended that comment period to November 20th. DOD also extended the comment period for a proposed rule that would amend the DFARS to further address required sources of electronic parts. The rule would require DOD and its contractors and subcontractors to acquire electronic parts from trusted suppliers to avoid the introduction of counterfeit parts into the defense supply chain and DOD programs. DOD has extended the comment period from November 20th to December 11th, 2015. DOD also has scheduled a public meeting to obtain the views of experts and interested parties regarding further implementation of the requirement to detect and avoid counterfeit electronic parts. The meeting will be held on November 13th from 1 p.m. till 4.30 p.m. at the Mark Center Auditorium in Alexandria, Virginia. Registration must be received by November 9th and interested parties can register online. That brings us to the discussion part of the podcast, which I guess this week will be a monologue. Uh, Last week, we discussed new guidance from the Office of Federal Procurement Policy on implementing category management, and that guidance addressed the rationale for the category management approach and set out key goals and roles and responsibilities of various stakeholders. One area that we discussed and the guidance uh, did not specifically address was how the administration planned to encourage or require agencies to use GSA's category hallways and take advantage of the tools and expertise available through them. And boy, what a difference a week makes. On Friday, OMB issued guidance prohibiting agencies from issuing new solicitations for laptop and desktop computers and directing them instead to make the majority of these purchases through GWACs offered by NASA, the National Institutes of Health, and GSA's IT Schedule 70. OMB chose those contracts because they were awarded and are being managed using category management principles. 
and because they have a track record of high performance. And at first glance, this could sound a little onerous, uh, being told you have to use these contracts, but OMB made a very good point in its memo. Uh, in fiscal year 2014, agencies issued over 10,000 separate contracts just for garden variety computers at a cost of about $1.1 billion. Uh, so not only were these buys not being done together to leverage bulk pricing, but contracting personnel put a lot of time and effort into awarding these, and that probably could have been put to better use. Uh, so there also was pricing data available, not only um, among different agencies, but also within the same agency. So buyers had, really had no data to use to negotiate for better costs. Um, and OMB actually noted in, in, the, in the guidance, in its evaluation, the price for a laptop ranged from $450 to $1,300, which is a 300% variation for the very same configuration. So you can see how this move is actually intended to free up a lot of time for frontline procurement personnel and also money for the agency overall. Plus, these purchases will be done through those specific GWACs and tracked through GSA's acquisition gateway. So they are going to feed even more data and purchase history into the gateway's library of information. Now, this, this strikes me overall as a good strategy for easing agencies into a category management approach. Uh, personal computers are a commodity item used by every agency and the government spends a lot of money here but it's still a fairly narrow slice of the acquisition pie you know we're not talking about digital services or cloud solutions you know things that have a lot of moving parts and and custom requirements you know agency by agency uh, you know, laptops and, and desktops are a basic commodity and OMB has chosen three very successful contracts to direct agencies to and a lot of agencies are probably already using them uh, so you know, what we're looking at here is big dollars, but narrow focus. And I think that's a very interesting test of the category management principles that OMB is, is uh, you know, wanting to implement throughout government. A couple other points from the memo. 80% of new computer purchases must align with one of the five configurations developed by the workstation category team, who have advised that agencies generally don't need as much variation in computer configuration as they currently purchase. So reducing the range of configurations uh, that agencies are allowed to purchase will help increase buying power and also make maintenance easier and increase interoperability across agencies. OMB also wants agencies to get into a regular refresh cycle for their tech tools and keep track of the patterns in which money is cycling through. And that'll help agencies better predict what kind of funding they're going to need for IT and help them take advantage of semi-annual buying events that the three GWACs are going to offer, where agencies can consolidate their purchases and make them all in one fell swoop. So it will be government-wide purchasing events, not just agency-wide purchasing events. And that little tidbit leads us directly into the second update date we got from OMB this week. OMB issued proposed revisions to Circular A130, which provides general policy for the planning, budgeting, governance, acquisition, and management of federal information resources. The proposed revisions incorporate new statutory requirements, including the expanded authorities of agency chief information officers under the Federal Information Technology Acquisition Reform Act. 
Now, specific changes to the policy section include replacing outdated requirements covering planning and budgeting governance, leadership and workforce, uh, IT management, privacy and information security, the next generation internet, records management, and information management and access. And a lot of those proposed updates are merely codifying things that are already set in motion, things that we've discussed in the podcast, things that our listeners are probably very well aware of, uh, mainly provisions in FATERA that require the CIO to be closely involved in budgeting, planning, and overseeing IT acquisitions. And the revisions also address uh, category management and agile development principles. Agencies also would be directed to first consider shared services and commercial off-the-shelf solutions before purchasing custom-developed software and technologies. And the revised circular also would direct agencies to develop an information strategy that describes the agency's goals for technology and information resources and demonstrates how these goals link to the agency's mission. As part of this strategy, OMB advises agencies to create an inventory of IT personnel and assets and take account of these resources when planning, budgeting, and executing programs and services. Also, uh, OMB advises agencies to regularly assess the life cycle of each information system and associated assets and actively determine when significant upgrades, replacements, or other disposition is required. And that, to me, circles back to OMB's guidance on laptop purchases. OMB wants agencies to get into a refresh cycle so they can join buying events and purchases can be made not just agency-wide but across multiple agencies, uh, driving down prices even further. This also speaks to something that federal CIO Tony Scott has said several times in the last few months, and even as recently as the last week or two, about the end of your buying rush in September. And Scott wants to get IT out of that buying window. He says that's a very bad way to purchase IT. It's inefficient and it's not cost effective. So directing agencies to develop these strategic IT plans and inventories and steering them into a small number of specific contracts for personal computer purchases, um, I believe is the first salvo in getting agencies out of the habit of rushing to obligate IT funds at the end of the year. And very interesting to me. So again, the revisions uh, to Circular A130 are only proposed for right now. OMB will accept comment on these changes until November 20th. Uh, finally, yesterday, David Mater, Acting Deputy Director for Management at OMB, and GSA Administrator Denise Turner-Roth announced a new government-wide shared services management and oversight operation model for mission support functions. A new shared services governance board led by OMB will be established to serve as the decision-making body for the shared services environment. And a uniform shared services management office is also being established within GSA to execute the strategy under the direction of the board. Mater noted that an interagency steering committee has created an incredibly aggressive plan, his words, for 2016 to bring all the shared services elements together under the new governance board. And the goal of the effort is to increase consistency in how support services are delivered and also to free agencies to focus on their core missions. Uh, instead of worrying about payroll or HR issues, uh, you can focus on what your agency is supposed to be doing. And OMB also believes that shared services can provide support functions to agencies for less than they could perform them internally, and so they can move those dollars to their core mission functions. And the initial scope of this new structure will be acquisition, financial management, human resources, travel, and IT. And Mater suggested that government eventually will add uh, cybersecurity and grants management functions to the list of shared services opportunities. OMB plans to use shared services strategies when proposing budget increases and legislative changes in its fiscal year 2017 budget proposal.
So last Friday, we wondered when OMB was going to put the teeth in the new category management policy, and this week we got three pretty big bites. Um, Obviously, the administration also has noticed the clock ticking down to Inauguration Day 2017, and it's making some big moves to centralize acquisition management and expertise. This has been something they've been talking about all year. It's it's been an ongoing theme of, of centralizing management and centralizing buying. Uh, Several White House officials have alluded uh, to the administration's desire to get the ball rolling on these reforms so that they are implemented and functioning and maybe not easily reversible by the time the next president takes office. So these changes clearly are something the administration wants to last well past the end of next year. So that's a lot to take in. Of course, the laptop mandate is the most immediate change for agencies, but I'm sure we'll be hearing more about the IT strategic plans and the drive towards more shared services, uh, probably sooner than later. So if you're a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, you can find links to this week's headlines, including uh, links to our stories on those three IT policies and the original OMB documents, for further reading on VAO on the same page where you downloaded this podcast. And you can also comment about the podcast. We'd love to have your feedback on the format or content or anything else you'd like to tell us. Tune in again next week, October 30th. Derek Kern will be back for our next weekly news recap. Thanks for tuning in.